Welcome to Credits Due. Uh, ben Cron here. I'm here with Tyler Owen. Mm, I own exactly one amiibo. <laughs> and Neil Potter. I don't think I own any amiibos. And I do not own any amiibos either. Uh, today, we got an extra credits episode for you guys. Mm-hmm. We're in a s- season break. We're enjoying our vacations. Uh, I'm on the beach nice- right now. Sipping a oh, high tie, nice. yep. That's impressive okay. Wi-Fi reception you got. I know. Phoning it mm. in. Uh, literally phoning it in. Cool. Not like, not metaphor, like, not like the way people say phoning it in, right? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, guys, we've got some great topics to discuss. So um, let's just dive right in and talk about... Uh, this news that the Matrix Four is happening, and more importantly, uh, Keanu Reeves and Carrion Moss are coming back to star in their their uh, iconic characters of the series. And then the thing that really kind of interested me was uh, Lana Wachowski is back to direct. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I believe she's writing it. Um, with a couple other writers, um, the uh, her sister, I believe Lily is her name. Yeah, her sister is not returning. Um, I believe that she has just uh, dropped directing. Um, I've heard some people say that there was like there is has been like a schism between the two of them, but I believe that. Uh, She's just done with movie making, but still very exciting for the Matrix to come back and very exciting to just have someone like give a Wachowski like a few million dollars to make some crazy sci fi movie. Like, that's just (laughs) what I'm all in for. Yeah. 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 It's I don't know what to make of this news, but I'm like. I'm there day one, right? Like I don't know, right. I don't know what this is gonna be, but it there's certainly a um, there's certainly a divide in with the fandom as far as like were the sequels good or not. Um, mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that they are good movies, but it's just really hard to live up to the groundbreaking awesomeness that is the first Matrix movie. Yeah, yeah, like, the first it, one. Uh, yeah, I would agree that f- all three of them are good movies, but the first one is better. Yeah, it, and it, by that's, like a noticeable amount. And it, I don't think it's I don't think it's even necessarily because of like the writing or anything. It's just that that you can't beat how new and how insane that first movie is. Like they they can't. They can't really top the cultural impact that that first one had, no matter what they put in those sequels. So despite them being, I think, good movies, it's just they're just in the shadow of the original Matrix. And so I'm just really intrigued by what it is that made them decide to come back to the franchise after like 20 years almost. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like I said, I'm there. But what do you guys think is even going to be the premise? Like, he, spoilers, he dies at the end of both the third of one, them, right? Like, both of them do. Yeah, they both they both do. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, they're both dead. So, like, oh, I don't know. God. What do you think? What do you think this is? To, well, didn't, okay. I don't say I understand what happened in the third <laughs> Matrix whatsoever. If anyone says they do, they're lying. Okay, good, good. So, Carrie Ann Moss gets impaled by a bunch of rebar and just uh, Keanu Reeves, like, just sacrifices himself or whatever. But mm-hmm. the end of that one, everything is rebooted. But we don't know the grand scope of things. Like, people have, like, had all these theories that, like, even the architect is part of the matrix and there's like diff- just a bunch of it's turtles on turtles man like yeah, it's yeah. just so it could literally be anything <laughs> like i mm-hmm. think so even if it's just like a thing that would be like i think it'd be cool if like it starts out and it's like oh you see these characters but they're not these characters but maybe they end up finding themselves in that other universe like maybe not everything did get like reverted back and neo finds out who he is again or something like that but 
I don't know what the foil could oh, be. Wow. Like, I don't, I have no clue. Like, what yeah. could possibly happen? That see, I'm right there with you. It, it, that's and that's both concerning and exciting. Like the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you, you could it could be anything, and like I mean, one of the yeah. Go what ahead. concerns me about that is that like the Wachowskis, though I have really liked their follow up movies to and follow up work with that that Netflix TV show, um, but they've gotten like they've gone like a hundred times weirder than uh, how like the matrix revolutions was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what I keep thinking about, like, is like, what does a, what does a, like Wachowski's movies look like now? You know, Mm -hmm. like when they go back into, or when uh, Lana goes back in and makes another matrix movie, like, what does that look like? Like, I don't think this is a back to basics like move for her. I think this is just like, like, yeah, I'll come to this to like basically the, like one of the few movies that has been a success and yeah, I'll just Uh, do, do what I've been doing for the past decade. (laughs) I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. A lot of their, a lot of their stuff they've put out since the matrix, like they're, they all have big things to say, right? They, right. they, they're mm. very carefully chosen properties that, that they, they're really trying to get across something important while also making it this entertaining action, you know, sci-fi stuff. And I think that works really well. Sci-fi is great for telling moralistic stories and things like that. And I think there's a lot of awesome, meaningful lore in the the three Matrix movies we already have. And so I like I just have to imagine that at least Lana has like she has something she wants to say here, right? And so it's just there's going to be endless theorizing between now and like the first trailer and after, like of what it is that this is about, right? Like what, there there are like uh, graduate level thesis papers that have been written just on the themes and uh, you know of the original Matrix movies. So like mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of depth to be plunged there. Like it does it. There's so much that could be done, but honestly, the, just the only thing that has me a little concerned is the fact that like they really ended on a pretty great note. Like it almost seems like this, it just, it, it could just feel like a fan uh, fan fiction almost like yeah oh yeah. but they're not actually dead like here's what they're continuing adventures so yeah uh, i i just like, why I hope, bring back those characters yeah like, right. like why not just, just tell more stories new. in that yeah. same universe yeah so even I, like uh i'm keep, keep keep going tyler well like a good example is the the um the animatrix mm. like that yeah. is some of the coolest matrix adjacent content and like there's it makes it so obvious that that world has a lot left that can be done and so it's almost a little disappointing that we're going back to the same characters that from the original series so like mm-hmm. I, I just i i hope it's good because i don't want i don't want the like the perceived quality of these movies to just have a like decline over time you know yeah Yeah. i agree i think the aesthetic just wouldn't work anymore like as far as like the this the first one was made in 1991 and even by whenever or or i'm I'm sorry 99 and uh whenever revolutions came out what was that uh 2000 when did that come out like four wasn't 2004 it? or five yeah like i was already getting kind of out of like the narrow sunglasses and leather trench coats and like i don't <laughs> yep. think that's gonna it's work back. I, yeah <laughs> it's coming back. maybe but i think they just need to take a completely different approach that would be what i would suggest but then again what I'm just sitting here in Iowa making a podcast. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it, dep- 
It depends I mean, on that's when what, they that's said it. That's what worries about me because I can just see this being a Jupiter ascending. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And I mean, well, like all the actors have aged. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. I imagine they won't set it in the same time. So, oh my probably... God. What if, what if they do de aging? Like, oh, uh, no. that, oh, wait, no. like the Irishman. <laughs> what, what if it's old ass Keanu Reeves and then he plugs in and it's boom, 1999 Keanu Reeves. Uh, you know, <laughs> and he's I, like, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa. What, I 100% <laughs> see that happening. And I will be surprised if that doesn't happen now that you've said that. Um, yes. I, oh my God. I am all in like, on this movie. That is, <laughs> As a person who lost his mind over that uh, trailer of two Will Smiths fighting each other earlier. <laughs> Uh, just that thought. I'm going to be bummed if that doesn't like, happen. That's, We're entering an age of actors playing themselves at a younger age. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, you know, now that you bring that up, that's not entirely an, like, a, a, maybe it'll be played out by then, but, like, that's not a bad idea. Like, but, um. Yeah. Well, th- there's that, and there's that Martin Scorsese movie coming out, like, next month where it's like Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro and then there's like one other actor and they're all they're all these like 70 year old actors who are playing like 20 year old characters and they're all like crazy de-aged oh boy yeah well and I'm sure it's gonna be great I well I'd love for them to maybe like explore the things that the Wachowskis wanted to do initially that were just totally scrapped by like the production studio like they had some mm-hmm. like I don't know many offhand, but like one, for instance, is like explore ideas of like how the character switch was supposed to be played by a female in one version and a male in like the Matrix or whatever, how vice versa. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. like to explore maybe more of those ideas that they had on the cutting room floor or something like that, because I'm sure yeah. there was a ton of them. <laughs> And how how interesting it is that like th- things like that and that were cut from the first Matrix movie were very obviously like a part of them trying to explain how they were feeling in real life. Like they transitioned not long after those movies were finished. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's just and you wonder how much of it was that they were like I haven't read too many interviews with them about it, but like how much of it was a conscious thing that they were including versus like just them trying to get out their emotional mm-hmm. uh, side of it. So yeah, that seeing them explore more of that kind of stuff would be really fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping on the movie track, D 23 just happened. Um, Actually, I think it as we're recording this, it just ended, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I haven't. I honestly have not really watched a lot out of um this like conference. I guess you would call it. Um, I've stayed away from almost all of the Star Wars stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've guys seen any of that. A little um, bit. Except, and, and then basically like all the Marvel stuff, I've only seen the like the posters they released um, of all the like Disney Plus uh, shows they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I did see was the I believe it's the first trailer for The Mandarin, which is the. Uh, TV show The Mandalorian that's coming out or The Mandarin The Mandalorian The Mandalorian I was like oh shit Uh, guys I am not doing great (laughs) Ben Kingsley's back baby (laughs) Um, actually he's recast did you you see that no I um, didn't see that either oh really spoilers Uh, what is the movie Shang-Chi right oh yeah Uh, yeah um, well and I forget the actor, but they I, they haven't revealed if he was recast or if they're just they've implied in a a digital short that that wasn't the real Mandarin, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not recast, but yeah, yeah. it's this is presumably the, the real Mandarin, the real Mandarin. So Got it's it. a different character, but like the same pseudonym. Got it. Yeah. Um, 
But anyways, The Mandalorian, the trailer, it's the John Favreau joint. Um, it stars a hilarious cast of... Uh, um, oh, Carl, man, I don't have the IMDb. Carl yet, Weathers but, is one of them. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Who's the guy uh, at the end who... He's the director, the that documentary director. Michael Moore. Um, oh, my God. I gotta look this Pedro up. Pascal's in it, I know. Yeah, he is the titular Mandalorian. Um, oh, Ty- uh, Taika- Werner. Werner Herzog. Oh, yeah. And Taika yeah, Watiti. Yeah, Werner Herzog. Yeah. Yeah, Taika Watiti, he plays that, like, droid. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and he also directs an episode, too. Oh. I think they've announced all the directors. Um, but John Favreau, of course, I think he directs a few of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this trailer, it's very... It feels very Rogue One in that, like, aesthetic. Um, it kind of has this, like, darker um, feeling. Um, a lot of the action feels more heavy than um, that you would kind of get from other Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just looks good. Yeah. It looks really good. It's just like a gritty spaghetti western in space. Like, I think it looks yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, and, it, it's very impressive looking. And one of those things mm. I'm kind of hoping it does is like doesn't even like have the Mandalorian take his mask off kind of a thing. Like he's just like this faceless guy, like Judge Dredd, like kind of a thing. Yeah, that that would be I don't know. That would I don't know if I would like that, but huh. I imagine you don't you don't cast Pedro Pascal. That's and the only reason why I would think a helmet. Yeah. Um, you gotta get his steely blue eyes out um, for a couple scenes at least. I like how you well, say and that, and then the last thing he was in, he got his whole head crushed <laughs> by a giant man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, the last thing he was in was in Kingsman. Oh, right, and right. I don't remember what happened to him. I assume his head got crushed. <laughs> Uh, one of the reasons it reminds you of uh, Rogue One is because I believe it has the same director of photography. Oh, oh, really? Which is kind know. of awesome. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, yeah, that totally makes sense because I mean, it does. It looks exactly like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The. Uh, uh, oh my God. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, is directing an episode of this? What? That's that's bonkers. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. And then, uh, yeah, I don't rem- I don't recognize any of the others. Hmm. Um, there's five listed on IMDb, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for th- this this show. I I really hope I really hope it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that trailer is, I mean, just kind of, it's kind of a perfect teaser. It doesn't really give you much, but it gives you enough to just, uh, get you hungry. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've announced as far as Star Wars news is concerned that Obi-Wan Kenobi's, or I guess Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi will be returning for some action. Yeah. That's actually yeah. pretty cool. And it, it's yeah. Is it for a series? Uh, I didn't. I think it's for a series. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a. It'll be a TV show. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how many episodes there will be. I don't know if they announced that. Hmm. Um, I don't even know how many. Ep- oh, The Mandalorian is ten episodes. They've already got a um, greenlit for a season two, though, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I don't I honestly don't know what they said about the length. They kind of I think all the Marvel shows are like ranging from like mini series of like 4 to 6 episodes to then like a full 10 10 episode. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think uh Disney it, Disney is very for this like Disney Plus thing, they're very much like um like who cares? Let's just cram as much content 
into this dumb streaming service as we can. <laughs> and it's just like whatever actors we can pay to like return to their, um, to their roles. It's just like, whatever. Right. Uh, um, the, I, I don't know how we can kind of touch on this back and forth, but like maybe kind of touch like they've got a lot of superhero shows, you know, on the slate. So many, so many mm-hmm. like and I don't know about like you guys, but I couldn't even keep caught up. I mean, I'm not a, like a really big series watcher in general, but I couldn't even keep caught up on the Netflix ones. So like, yeah, I yeah, me too. that's going to be a, a, a tough thing. And. I, I, we were kind of chatting about this right before the show, but like superhero fatigue is real. I'm not sure I feel it 100%, but like now that like they're getting into characters that not everyone's heard of, or it's like they're really stretching for stuff and doing this, I, I think it's really going to set in quite quickly at this point. Um, oh, I'm feeling the fatigue hard. Yeah. Like, I, like the keeping up, like I'm pretty much over with, like I, right, I'll right. jump in, I'll jump in and just see whatever I want, like that interests me. But like between Marvel's like future movie slate and then all this like television shows they've announced, like there's not one that I'm like hyped for. Yeah. And hmm. like we mentioned this before, like they just announced a Moon Knight a TV show and I'm just like meh and it's like man when when you walk on stage and you're like Moon Knight and I'm just like I'm like whatever dude <laughs> like that's that's fatigue right there <laughs> right I I don't know if I do feel it yet guys I'm gonna okay. be honest I my my thing now is more of like I feel I'm feeling the FOMO like I, there's so much stuff I feel like I'm gonna miss out and yeah, so yeah. it's it I I'm not I I've been watching all of the main Marvel releases in theaters and I'm still having a blast watching them all and now like they they're putting out these shows that I'm now like actually they, I feel like they are actually putting the investment behind them to make them feel for me as someone who follows the main cinematic universe feel impactful and that makes me want to watch them and i'm just like i don't think i will have time like i tried to watch like agents of shield and all the marvel ones on netflix but i kind of just fell off of those because i didn't feel like they impacted the overall plot at all and they were just kind of this side thing and i I liked Daredevil and I liked Punisher and like, but it just, uh, they felt kind of separate. And so now that I, they're really putting the true investment into making these like cinematic universe plugged in spinoff series, I'm like, I want to watch those and I want to like be all in on the lore and connective connected stories. But it's just there's too much of it now. Yeah. And so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. where my fatigue, I think, stems from. Is that like I get so like because I really do want to watch like the Punisher series, finish up Daredevil, fuck Iron Fist. But like the, yeah. <laughs> the rest of it, like I want to watch them. But for some reason, yeah. I just like. I have so like there's video games I want to play. There's all this like I don't yep. know where people get time. And you have a child. I don't even have a oh kid. Oh my god! So like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we- See, I think I'm I'm one step ahead of you guys. Where I, I used to feel that of like oh my god, where am I going to have the time? And then I like detached myself, and then I was just like oh, it's the world the world outside is the same as the world inside guys. Like it's not different. (laughs) Like, you know, skipping, like I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie and like, I probably won't ever until it like, until it's like randomly on Netflix for like a month, you know, and then I'll just catch it. But like, um, I was just not interested in that movie. I never saw it. And I, there's not a hole in my heart, you know, for like missing a Marvel movie. Right. Sure. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that, I, I don't think that they're, you know, don't miss movies. I, they're just, 
it's more of just like a tradition at this point where I'm like, I'm still mm-hmm. really having a good time. And my wife and I only get out to go see movies every so often. And so it feels like they come at right about the right time for us to be like, oh, yeah, we should go see a movie. And there's another Marvel movie. Let's do it. And like if you're mm-hmm. going to see any movies in theaters, the Marvel ones are pretty damn good. Like there are so many other ones that we have a really nice surround sound and 4k tv at home where it's like yeah we'll just watch that one when it hits video right Mm -hmm. but like those marvel movies are an event for us and so it's really fun and it would be really cool to have that same feeling by watching a tv show that's plugged into that same universe at home but yeah i mean you said it i have a kid now who's (laughs) like demanding even more of our attention now than when she was an infant which seems insane but like the as she's gotten older it's like well now she's this talking little human and so we have to pay like way closer attention we can't just have a tv show on in the background and she's not going to pay attention she's going to pay attention you know yeah. so mm. it, it's it's really hard to find is, the time is she old enough to have like started to watch movies like her own movies Yes, actually. So that's interesting you should mention that because uh, we, we've been trying to decide if she's ready to go see a movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will tell you that, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't bring them until they're quite a bit older because they get distracted easily. But she has started watching. She has started sitting through entire movies at home and we don't do it very often. It's like a, you know, a fun treat thing where we have like a movie night and we make popcorn and all sit and watch. Um, but she'll sit through the whole thing. Mm. And I know a lot of kids that can't do that, but she absolutely loves it. So we're, we're actually planning right now. Uh, we have not yet shown her the first frozen movie. Mm. Um, so I think we're, as it gets closer to the release of frozen two, we're going to show her frozen at home and then we're going to surprise her and take her to her first movie in theaters to see frozen Two. Cool. So that's a good, that's yeah, a good call. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I, I'm not like a huge fan of the frozen movie, but it's just so much fun to watch her get excited about stuff like that. So it's going to be a blast to take her to see that in theaters and have her mm-hmm. see it on the big screen like that. So, yeah, nice. I, I was wondering if you, if you were going to, get disney plus when it launches because i know my sister has two kids yeah they're just like there's like finally we can like subscribe and get every disney movie like they're they know that they're gonna save so much money yeah to just like not have to buy all these movies for their children netflix has been our one streaming service that we've never canceled like we we will get hbo now and we will get hulu and we will watch them for a few months and watch all the shows we care about and then cancel but we've always kept netflix and i'm pretty sure that's gonna change like i think we are going to have Disney Plus and then we are going to only have Netflix when we when one of the shows that we actually care about drops a new season. That um, sounds like what I'll probably end up doing, too. I just I find myself like more and more realizing that our time between all these other streaming services is pretty evenly split. It used to be heavily favored for Netflix, but that's really not the case anymore. And I mean it's not it's just the landscape is evolving right like it costs so much to license other people's shit and disney is just going to eat everyone's lunch by saying ah um yeah this is just our shit you can take it or leave it you know like we yeah. we don't have to license any of it it's ours we can we're only going to charge 7.99 a month and they just announced i think at the close of D23 that they're going to include 4K uh HDR uh, Dolby Atmos surround for free with that price level. Mm. Un- unlike Netflix, where you have to pay like an extra five bucks a month just to have that 4K yeah. uh, streaming. Wow. So it's Th- like they're going, a no brainer. Uh, they're going with like the Game Pass model, where yeah. Microsoft is is just like they they're like literally giving away subscriptions to Game Pass, yeah. and it's just like even if you pay like monthly for that service. It's such a good service. And then, like, we all know eventually the price is going to double, like, real fast. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're just hoping, just like Disney, they're hoping to just hook people, you know, with that first taste of cocaine. And then you're going to just be buying piles of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, 
it's a little disconcerting to me how much Disney owns and controls in the media, but when it comes down to just like a pure value proposition, it's like impossible to look at that and be like, no. Yeah. Like it's right. just everything is on there. So why I don't know why I wouldn't do it. I yeah, yeah I agree. But the if there's one thing that I actually praise Sony for it's backing out of that Spider-Man deal. Like I love <laughs> them giving the boots to Disney over that just because like, yeah, fuck them. That's why <laughs> like I, I mm-hmm. like I wouldn't mind if Spider-Man was stayed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or this, but I'm like, I'm more interested to see diversity than like they have like everything else back. They only don't have Spider-Man. They just acquired all Fox's stuff. They could go to the moon with everything else. But like, I just love this. Sony's like, nah, forget it. You know, that billions of dollars. I I, I can definitely commend them for having the balls to tell Disney. No, but like at the same time, I just, Disney hasn't done a whole lot that, like Disney's done really well by these characters, <laughs> That's right? That's true. Like, this it, is true. It's hard to argue with like the fact that pretty much all of the Sony Spider-Man movies without Disney after like Spider-Man Two have been pretty shitty. Like, I'd argue that Sony made the best Spider-Man movie in Spider-Verse, though. That's true, <laughs> oh, but that was well, like that the was best like they superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, an incredible movie. But like, that was one of those things where like nobody in the in Sony proper was like giving a shit. You know, they basically just let them do whatever they wanted. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like the the thing like everyone's kind of up in arms about Spider Man leaving the MCU, but I have not heard many people talk about like, does anyone believe that Sony can make a good Spider-Man like yeah. they're going to make a third movie in this like home trilogy like that's that is certain but like does anyone trust Sony to like make it good no and, no <laughs> what they should do is make <laughs> Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man universe <laughs> yes <laughs> holy shit that would be incredible <laughs> that would be hilarious what yeah. a like fucking just like dropping brass balls on the table. <laughs> like not only did we take Peter Parker out of the MCU, but we're not going to make another movie with him. We're going back to Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll say it right now though. Like the, they're not going to make a stand. They're not going to make their own Spider-Man movie. This is going to get settled before it's just all oh, public yeah. posturing to get a better deal. Like it, it, there's no way Disney will let them w- walk away from the table completely right. I, and let them so, take back that character. Uh, I, I thought I heard a slight, maybe rumor that it was perpetuated early through some company or another, just to get media mm-hmm. buzz around it. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I it is be funny because well. like uh, Sony has definitely like kind of played the victim. Like their like their statement was that Disney like backed out of the agreement, mm-hmm. and then like everyone like that works at Disney has been like they're like over it already. There's like yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. I mean, good luck yeah, to them. Playing hard to we're, get. <laughs> we're, yeah, they're just like we're moving on. Like we've already slept with like ten other people. Like who gives a <laughs> fuck about them? <laughs> yep. Um. Uh, you want to move on to another topic, or you guys want to wrap up? Yeah, we can do one more. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, you want to talk about uh, cooking, Tyler? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. All right. So I've uh, over the last few years, I've been getting really into, uh, well, I I would say grilling, but it's really more smoking meats. Um, And so I wanted to just talk about like making meat and making food (laughs) like I my wife cooks a lot and I don't I I don't really have I don't really have the patience for um, like constantly checking the recipe and like going back and forth and screwing things up but like there's something so deceptively simple about just like putting meat on fire (laughs) that I really love yeah um and it's of course it's more complicated than that and you can fuck it up but 
it's just it's way more satisfying for me like i think i think i'm also a bit of a pyro like um i remember when i was a kid our family would have we had a burn barrel to burn our trash because we lived out in the middle Mm. of the country of course that's like highly illegal now but i i would always be the one they'd tell to go take out the trash and i just go out there with like this giant bag of garbage and a box of matches and just have a blast, like seeing different ways I could light it on fire. I've been there. (laughs) And so, yeah, yeah. So grilling and smoking, like definitely scratches that itch. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you guys, what are your guys' experiences with grilling and and smoking? I actually love grilling. Like I am like a charcoal guy through and through, believe it or not. Hell yeah. Um, Yep. Me too. And it's like, I don't even care. It'll take 30 minutes for this thing to even get ready before I even slap some meat on that thing. But like, I think it's worth it. I, there's a difference. There's a difference. Maybe it's just the tender love and care you give it. And just the smokiness richness of it is there's just, there's something about it. And I have tried smoking in it. However, I, I have to just practice more. That is a tough, that's a tough challenge. Yes, it is. And I will, I'll, I'll tell you a little story about how hard it can be because I was, uh, I was leaving, I was going to be leaving for a trip this last weekend. And so I, um, I had this giant hunk of pork shoulder in my fridge and I was like, I gotta smoke this before I go or else go, it's going to go bad. So it was like, I was working on Thursday and I was like, I gotta do this. I, I managed to step away from my computer for an hour to go out inside and do this at like 11 o'clock. And so I'm like, okay, I gotta get this thing on the grill. Cause it's going to take like nine hours to smoke it. If I get it in there by noon, I'll be able to get this done before I go to bed. And so I did it. I was like, I was super efficient. It was like one of the best like starts of uh, smoking that I've done. I got the grills, the the coals going, got it on there, got it, you know, got the rub on there, and it was perfect. And so I'm like, sweet. I put my, I have like a remote temperature gauge that I shoved in there. It was awesome. And then it got to be about four o'clock, and I realized that my remote temperature. gauge thing that like tells me the temperature outside uh without having to go out and check it died Uh and so i it wasn't giving me any warnings on like if the temperature was getting too hot or too cold so i go out there and the coals had died oh no oh when you're smoking like smoking is a lot different than grilling especially if you're using coals because you have to like you have to you have to keep the coals like steadily burning for a really long time and my smoker does not allow you to access the coals after you've started it so you have to just like try you have to situate the coals in such a way that they burn down over a really long period of time and not get too hot right and but they i was using so i was using something called the fuse technique where you line the coals in basically a circle around the outside of the the circular grill and you start the coals on one end and it burns around in a circle um and for whatever reason like the coals just fell apart in such a way after they burned down that it like cut the fuse basically and didn't burn the rest of the coals and so my temperature of my meat was dropping and i had to get it restarted and it took like another hour and so you have to get it up to a certain safe temperature to be able to like be done with smoking and it wasn't done until 11 o'clock at night and and then i had to like get it all out and tear up the pulled pork and package it and put it in the freezer and put the grill away i wasn't in bed till one o'clock but goddamn, if it wasn't like the most satisfying thing to like at twelve thirty in the morning, like pull out a piece of meat and just put it in your mouth, and oh my god, it tastes so good! <sighs> like that is the part of smoking. It's like it takes so long to do it, but the end result tastes so goddamn good, and like you feel like this, uh, you feel like a Neanderthal who discovered <laughs> putting meat on fire, right? Like it's so, it's so good. Um, yeah, like what do you what do you smoke on, Neil? So. 
I your story that you just told is literally the exact thing that happened to me when I was smoking last. <sighs> I yes. only what I was doing is I was trying something experimental with it where I was doing like a ring of briquettes around and you light one yep. end, let it go and one and just at one of my briquettes just ash through before it caught yep. the next one on. I was like, ah, it ruined the whole thing. But I was trying to actually dehydrate and make beef jerky as I was smoking. Oh. And the same thing happened to me, only like uh, I ended up having to just go to the oven and just finish that out instead. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like pork loins, um, I'll do it with anything, anything where I can see that visible stripe of smoke through my, cr- oh my cross God. section of the meat, <laughs> yep. like anything, hamburgers, steaks, you name it. You put it. So pulled, pulled pork is my go to because I my wife is a vegetarian and so she doesn't eat meat at all and I when you smoke it's good to make like a whole bunch of his stuff right mm-hmm. just fill the grill and so with pulled pork I can fill the grill with just a giant hunk of meat that then I can pull apart and freeze and it tastes just as good reheated for sandwiches for like three weeks yeah. so that's like my go-to but I, I've done ribs I've done bri- uh, brisket yeah brisket and ribs are fucking oh, great smoked too I think like smoked slow cooked ribs are probably one of the best dishes you could ever ask for oh yeah and <laughs> I, I've made my own barbecue sauce and that is Woo. amazingly fun to do as well just like yeah it, there's so many parts of it that are so fun like the technical aspect of dealing with fire and how like unpredictable it can be and then just like the flavors of the seasonings and spices you mix together to make barbecue sauces and rubs Mm -hmm. and man it's just it's so much fun and i wish i (laughs) i i'm like a part of me the environmental part of me like really respects my wife for being vegetarian and also kind of hopes that my daughter chooses to become vegetarian too because like <laughs> I, part of the only reason I can't for really <laughs> yeah, the, the only reason I can't do it myself is just because like I, I it's taking me a really long time to like learn to like a lot of vegetarian dishes that I didn't grow up with yeah um, but like I wish I could because I feel like it is probably it's a lot better for the environment. <laughs> like meat is one of the biggest like contributors to um, the carbon footprint. And so I try to do it sparingly and I don't I don't do as much beef because that's like the worst. Right. But pork is decent. Chicken is really good. Um, so, yeah, like I kind of hope. I kind of hope my daughter becomes vegetarian, but then I'll also be really sad that I don't have anyone to share my (laughs) smoked meats with. So, and honestly, that is one thing I'm like, you know, if someone really could convince me and help me do that, I could, I could become a vegetarian and I probably should. Uh, But I'm in the same boat as you. I'm like, I, I just give up barbecue, man. Fucking love ribs, and like <laughs> like chicken wings and shit like that. So it's like I don't Hell know yeah. what to do. Have ben, you guys tried the uh, any of the Impossible Burgers or any yes, of something like that? I yes, I have. I've heard I've heard vegetarians who like who they're vegetarian because like meat makes them sick. Yeah. Like they have tried an Impossible Burger and then they're it is so close to meat, like the taste and texture that their brain like makes them sick just because <laughs> like their brain is like tricked into thinking they're eating meat. Yes. So I, I'm a huge fan of the impossible burger. It is, I don't make burgers at home anymore for the reasons I already stated, um, which makes me really sad because I love burgers. Uh, but I've I tried the Impossible Burger. I, I had tried the Beyond Burger before that, and I did not like it. And so I was very skeptical of the Impossible Burger. Uh, but the Impossible Burger is only served at certain restaurants that are approved to sell it. And I've gone to three different places now that serve the Impossible Burger. Each one I've had has been incredible. Like to the degree where if you took someone there and didn't tell them it wasn't beef they probably wouldn't be able to tell they oh, wow. they would think it was like some like gourmet like fancy you know spices or sauce was added to it mm-hmm. that makes it taste not quite like the beef that you get from your grocery store but it is not it is not detectably vegetarian yeah like mm-hmm. it is so damn good <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that, that kind of stuff is so exciting to me because I want to maintain this like fun tradition of smoking and grilling meats without like the environmental guilt that comes along with it. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. I only have experience with the, uh, impossible Whopper at Burger King and we got, uh, we got them both side by side and we were like, if you wouldn't have said anything, we wouldn't have been able to sell the difference. So Man, that's so encouraging it's, that I, they can do that at, at a fast food level yeah. when I've only tried the yeah. like restaurant level. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, I have a pretty big announcement to make uh, as we close out the show. So this is actually going to be the first time that I've talked about this uh, in public, aside from just a few like dinners with friends. But this week... Um, as this episode drops this week, I will be announcing a brand new podcast. Um, it's called Pivotal Tracks, uh, and I have been interviewing musicians about songs that um, that have been like uh, like a defining song in their in their life. Um, it's very exciting. It's very nerve wracking. Uh, I'm so excited to just like um get this out for people to hear um so if you're a big fan of music um i think you're gonna really love this new podcast uh there's an announcement coming out this week and then the first episode will be next week so nice um yeah so look for i mean you can follow you know look on my twitter feed or just search pivotal tracks uh wherever you subscribe to credits do Piddle tracks will also be on it. So, uh, yeah, look out for that. It's it's been something that has been brewing for quite some time, and I'm I'm really getting excited to to finally launch it. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I I got a little sneak peek at that first episode, and it's uh, it's some quality stuff. I'm I think people are going to really like it. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, I think people are going to like it. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, look out for that and I'll, I'll be talking about it much more as it goes on. So, uh, yeah, very excited. Um, very cool. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know how much more I want to say on it, but it's been a, it's been a process cause it's, I've also realized it's the first it's like the very first project that I'm doing like all by myself. Mm-hmm. Like for this, this podcast, like I have you two to like kind of fall back on. Um, but like this for pivotal tracks, it's like all me, like I'm making the final say and whatever decision I make, there's no one around <laughs> to question me, which is a f- it's very freeing, but it's also like nerve wracking too. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, and we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't understate the fact that this podcast is like ninety percent of the <laughs> yeah. effort is you. Like, we just get to log on and talk about the movies we we watch. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Ben is a huge part of uh, making this program a success. So I, I think that that's going to carry over very well for you into pivotal tracks. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I wasn't fishing for a compliment, but I will accept it. (laughs) Um, cool. Anything else? I mean, that's it. I think I'm done. I finished my white claw, so I think I'm, I think I'm good to go to bed. Yeah. So, uh, have we, have we discussed our, our next season yet for, Oh yeah. Right. (laughs) That needs to happen as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we just ended Julian Moore, a big wild ride. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, for the next one, we're going big. We're, we're aiming for the stars. Uh, literally, (laughs) we're, uh, we're going to start, Season six with Harrison Ford. Oh. Oh. And we're starting off right away with Star Wars A New Hope. Ooh. Very, very excited. Very excited to just dig in. Like, I was skeptical when his name got brought up, but then, like, looking at his 
filmography, it's been like, it's, it is crazy how many like incredible movies he has. Yeah. And in kind of a short time span too. And it's also, I think going to be really fascinating because his career is like this crazy boomerang where the (laughs) properties that launched his career and made him famous, he has returned to in his later years to varying degrees of success. And so like just getting a chance to watch it in chronological order and like see where he started and where he's ended and where he's at now. Like, I think that's going to be really fascinating. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fun thing. So in the past, we've usually only only touched on one movie like per franchise, but uh, yeah, as you said, the boomerang effect, like we're going to bookend this season with uh, Star Wars, Indiana Jones and uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Which are, uh, I mean, he never returned to Jack Ryan uh, probably cause that, like that franchise just kept going on without him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those are three like big movies and franchises Massive. that he's yeah. returned to. Yeah. It's crazy that he, he like so much time of his career, he spent like putting those previous films behind him and then something changed. And I guess we'll, we'll get to explore what we think that might've been. Like if it's just uh, like, it was it just a cash grab or it does he, did he find something that were, were in these properties that really convinced him that it was worth coming back to, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say for the most part, they were cash grabs and I think you just got lucky on a couple of them. <laughs> could be, could be. Um, yeah, so yeah, that in two weeks we'll be, we'll be starting into star Wars. I'm very excited for that and very excited to just, um, just get into just a lot of Harrison Ford movies. Mm. I'm very excited. I think this is going to be a big crowd pleaser of, of a season and rightly so I think that he's Harrison Ford is just he's a movie star you know mm-hmm. he's just like one of those classic movie stars that is just so fun to watch and just whatever role he's in hell yeah amen amen alright we'll see you guys in two weeks peace bye ain't no laws when you're drinking claws bye <laughs>